0: You know what they call uh, a quarter pounder with cheese and uh, pepper? What do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Happy apostrophe two four. You just called the new year that, and I've never heard it before. <laughs> and now I cannot think about anything else. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say to lead this episode off, yes. but. Where did you hear this apostrophe two, four, or is it just off of your dome?
1: It just came out of my mouth.
0: Okay. So some initial feedback. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Um, How's your new year so far?
1: Ups and downs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, the pre-show conversation will be uh, kept there, but.
1: (laughs) Um, Overall, delicious. Already had some, some great bites. Um, already managed to sneak in yokes and the red wagon, so oh, you know, maybe, so uh, starting the year off strong. um, how about you, brian? how's he how's a apostrophe two four treating you so far?
0: Well, apostrophe two four is good, mm-hmm. and it's a great day. To welcome people back to Battle Royale with Cheese, mm-hmm. Vancouver's favorite restaurant review podcast. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that my name is Brian, and mm-hmm. I'm here to confirm. Mm-hmm. It is Brian. I'm one of your hosts, and joining me as always is... Jill. And Kimmy, your dog who's digging a little nest beside you, which I think is very cute.
1: Yeah, she's got a lot of anxious energy. Um, she gets it from me. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just tried to put the mic up to the digging and she stopped. She's oh. uh she's mic shy.
0: Okay. Well, I thought maybe we could capture some of her like breathing on mic.
1: Oh yeah, her disgusting mouth sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sometimes when my cat yawns, I got to get my face like right up in it cuz I want to hear. It's oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, there's a lot of you you make a lot of tiny gross noises." Yeah. I'm here for them. I love them, but gross
1: i uh you know i tried that initially with kimmy you know because she's constantly doing mouth sounds uh and i tried to put my face right up in it uh it's awful uh she has about four teeth left they're all melting uh it's i think she's reached a point where her it smells the same or worse than her butthole (laughs) (laughs) um that's kimmy for you
0: nice okay well
1: how's that your mouth and butthole doing brian my
0: mouth and butthole (laughs) is doing great great My cat I this is just one thing and then we'll get to food I promise Mm -hmm. because I'm a 90s kid Mm -hmm. as you are too I can't every time my cat yawns and I get even a whiff of it I am physically compelled to say your breast smells like cat food.
1: Uh, my cat's
0: my cat's breast smells like cat. Food. That's
1: vintage Ralph. Yeah. Ralph Wiggum. From
0: the mouth of Apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, so here we are, nominally to talk about restaurants in Vancouver. The topic of this episode mainly mm-hmm. will be High's Steakhouse. Classy. Very classy. I uh, I am very excited to talk about this chain that's been around for over 60 years now. Yes. Not showing the age at all. Mm-mm. I'm here to tell you folks, if you want modern fine dining, this is the place.
1: They have white tablecloths. Yeah. They have tableside Caesar. I was being a little facetious. I know. Yeah. I was describing
0: the modern yes yeah. the modern cuisine <laughs> the purely contemporary <laughs> approach of high steakhouse uh so we're, we're excited to get to that later uh we'll talk about our steaky times mm-hmm. uh, our steak trademark yes trade sorry mark, you no does that a t-shirt <laughs> steaky times for a steaky time mm-hmm. like uh bill murray holding the whiskey oh, glass oh uh, yeah for a steaky time
1: Century times. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So we do want to talk about a couple other restaurant-related things that we both had. Jill, you recently had a trip to Farmer's Apprentice that you, your eyes lit up when you mentioned the dinner you had there. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it a little bit?
1: Sure. So listeners may remember that, um, last year about this time, my sister and I went to a little place called Burdock and Co. So of the same vintage, uh, my sister and I gift each other reservations and dinners, uh, for Christmas. Um, Burdock & Co. was uh, a gift last year. And as you may remember, it was mid-chillin.
0: The famously mid-chillin.
1: So we walked into this one, you know, a little bit more guarded (laughs) than we were last year. Can I tell you something?
0: I do follow a couple people now who work at Burdock & Co. And they seem lovely. And I I am nervous for when we eventually review it full stop for the podcast. Because what if we don't like it?
1: Well, um, I will say, like, I think I talked about this when i spoke about it last year but it was just the food that was made the service was impeccable
0: right as always they were
1: like yeah michelin star service all the way Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was amazing
0: sorry go ahead
1: um anyway so farmer's apprentice uh it's tucked in what do you call that is it mount pleasant midtown uptown
0: farmer's apprentice The one near Grapes Grapes and and Soda? soda. Yeah. I would call that the Armory District.
1: Ah, stupid, of course. I should have known. (laughs) The
0: only reason I know that is (laughs) because I used to live at Second and Fur, which Uh is like right near there. So, I, that area where before you get to the main Mm -hmm. part of West Forth is technically called the Armory District. What is Armory? An armory? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's a military building. Yes. Uh, And there is an actual old school armory down at the base of the Burrard Bridge at like what is it first or something like that? Like close to
1: the Labatt, uh, the, sorry, the Molson Labatt <laughs> yeah, factory,
0: the yeah.
1: uh, the two cornerstones of Vancouver, the Molson, uh, Labatt factory and Lululemon headquarters.
0: That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. The
1: building blocks of Canadian society. <laughs> yes.
0: Anyway, go on my weird, like again, if I hadn't lived there, there's no way I ever would have known that.
1: Yeah. I'm, well, thank you. Uh, it's something I know and will never refer to.
0: I'm sure it'll... Don't bother. It'll, no one else leaving my even brain. knows it's called that. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know what an armory was. I was picturing an armoire uh, and then... You ten, thought I pronounced it wrong? No, no. That's just how my uh, dumb brain works. And then I was thinking of the really big armoire that's animated in Beauty and the Beast. And then she, she, she opens up Does her... She uh, let's call them... Uh, suicide doors <laughs> <laughs> and uh hits uh that little runt piglet that is a sidekick to gaston when they're all storming the castle in the oh, end oh yeah but she can get it she's confident
0: love it it's yeah bold and brassy yeah i always liked her yeah where are we <laughs> i don't know but it's Perfect warm, it's warm it is. yeah i'm getting a little what animated disney characters did you have the biggest crush on
1: the fox from common, robin hood common yeah why is that Big character time. the
0: center of so many young women's sexual awakenings?
1: Um. Th- so, there's uh, if you're familiar with Broad City, um, Alana has this quote with when she meets Vanessa Williams and she says I don't know if I want to be you or be in you <laughs> <laughs> um and so a lot of my crushes were very much that uh me grappling with my homosexuality I think like sure. do I want to be in Aladdin or be Aladdin I wanted to be Aladdin I wanted to be able to wear a, a vest with no shirt underneath
0: <laughs> and now I you field. do all the time
1: yeah I mean I'm a, I'm a proud gay <laughs> yeah
0: for sure it's part of the uniform uh,
1: I don't wear the fez cap because that's not for me that's someone else's lifestyle i don't want to appropriate
0: (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i mean there are a lot of hats that you can safely wear bucket bucket beret Mm -hmm. and the rest fishermen's
1: yeah oh fishermen's
0: yeah we can move on okay fisher persons
1: (laughs) fisher persons sorry uh, so I went to Farmer's Apprentice <laughs> yeah. with my sister, and in a word, it was excellent. Um, so we had we went for the tasting menu, family style. I think in the end we ended up getting about ten courses. Wow! Um, in the beginning, on the menu, it says you get seven courses, and so we were they they brought up uh, the first. We thought was a course and they put a tiny little, um, ramekin on the table between us with a few smoked olives in it. And then Aaron and I did that thing we do every time we get a tasting menu and the first tiny thing comes out and we lock eyes and we say, we're going to have to get McDonald's after this. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? Olives aren't a course and they wouldn't stop bringing us food. And it was all amazing. Um, I won't go into the detail of it because that's not, what we're here to talk about, but No, we'll think, save it for an episode. I think you and I should go and talk about it in detail. I'd love um, to. I've been sleeping on Farmer's Apprentice. They share a kitchen with grapes and soda. You have talked at length about how much you love grapes and soda in one of our Grab, ba- in one of our Grab Bay episodes, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's just a quick two thumbs all the way up for me on Farmer's Apprentice. And already a highlight uh, for Apostrophe 2-4 uh, in terms of
0: starves. That's a great – I mean, that makes me really excited – I wonder if maybe we could do some kind of combo review of Grapes and Soda and Farmer's Apprentice in the same this night.
1: This is our podcast, Brian. We can do whatever we want.
0: It's true. There's no rules.
1: I suggest we do it outside of uh, Sobster Nob's.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, well, actually, speaking of that, we are both happily drinking the Nani IPA.
1: Just dropped last month. It's, uh, you said, coppery finish. I, I'm going to go along with that. Um, I mean,
0: I say that as an IPA neophyte. Who for a long time, like when breweries, before breweries started to also offer like Pilsners and Lagers and lighter beers, and it was basically like, well, IPAs are easy to make. So everyone's got three or four IPAs or a double IPA or a, you know, whatever. I found it a little less appealing to go hang out at a brewery when yeah. the most of th- things on offer were these. Well, just these.
1: an IBU pissing contest. A little I'm bit. Like, this and has 30,000 IBUs. Yeah, exactly. You need two hands and a forklift you to lift this can teeth. to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah. you will. You, you will lose teeth. <laughs> uh,
0: I and, and I do like them now. Like, I feel like I, you know, maybe there needed to be a meeting in the middle between me and IPAs. And I feel like I found that. Yeah. And I really like this. Uh, IPA. And I honestly I I'm at a point now where I think I celebrate the entire Nani's catalog. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think they have a miss. Even yeah. the Lime gosa is pretty fun. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah.
1: It's such a good summer treat. Mm-hmm. I I'm I wouldn't reach for it unless it's above 20 degrees. Uh that's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah thanks Nani. Uh it, Nani is so good. I'm gonna actually try um Soby Fabroni as well. I'm gonna really? go I'm gonna go for the, the one two in apostrophe two four.
0: I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually an exciting idea, especially because as I'm about to get into, I would call this more of a sobi ish uh. <laughs> yeah, I was Genobi. just gonna say,
1: like um, my soby Genobi didn't start until our dinner at high's ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was on the sixth, I believe.
0: Yes, and yes, okay, so First of all, let me just go back to Noni for a second. He'd be Mm -hmm. like, Noni, if you're listening, sponsor the show. Please. Please. Uh, We'll take your money uh, or we'll take your beer. We love you guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on.
1: We'll take money
0: too if you want to give it to us. Yes, but we would also like free product. Yeah. So, (laughs) So Sobe Janobi this year. You know, it has has become kind of a tradition for us, I think. And we didn't even make the plans this year. It was sort of just like assumed that we were both going to do that after such a successful run last year. So as you mentioned, we already had plans on January 6th. Now, I mentally was like, that's fine, because we originally were going to go in December. Yes. And we rescheduled because of mutual friend Kendra's housewarming party. Yes. Which was great. Amazing time. Congratulations, Sean and Kendra. But
1: they have a TV that spins on the wall. Can I just pause and shout them out for that? Unbelievable. (sighs) I,
0: I've never wanted a piece of technology more, even though I don't know what I would do with it, other than where the motor just watching (laughs) it spin. (laughs) So because we had that plan in December that we moved for January, my brain was sort of like, well, that's an easy exception to make. Mm -hmm. No problem. But then I made plans with my friend Michael the night before to go out And it was going to be the last time him and I could hang out before I go down for knee surgery, Mm -hmm. which is actually happening in two days. So, not to timestamp that. But, uh, and I was like, well, I want to go out with Michael. I want to go out with my friend. So, okay. That was the same weekend as highs. So I was like, okay, Friday, Saturday, Toby ish, whatever. And then I'll start, uh, you know, keeping it easy. Then.
1: Feel like you're just listening every day in January.
0: Yeah, and then I was all set to go out for a final date night before surgery with Mm -hmm. my partner Lauren. Shout outs to Lauren. And I had forgotten because we were making plans to go to Baccaro. But then I had forgotten. I got a notification on Friday. Hey, guess what? You made a reservation and forgot at published. Oh
1: yeah, because published you have you made this reservation six months ago (laughs)
0: before I even had a surgery
1: date. Oh wow! So so this is truly a sobish genobish for you.
0: Yes. Uh, but that is coming to an end now. Now I'm done. Yeah. So I'm gonna say four days in a month is still pretty good. That's very light. Yes. And you
1: know what? Live your life the way you want to live it, Brian.
0: Thank you. So long story short, I went to publish last, last
1: night. <laughs> very long segue. It took but a long
0: way to get there.
1: You know what? But you went and you arrived. Tell us about it.
0: So you'd been to publish before.
1: I have. Only once? Yes.
0: Okay. So Lauren and I went, we did not do the tasting menu. We went a la carte. First time for me. Shout out to Joseph or Yosef, the server we had. Joseph. Joseph. Did you have him too?
1: No, that's my sister's best friend. He makes excellent pickles.
0: Shout out to Joseph's pickles. Joseph. Joseph. Uh, He was amazing. Totally loved the guy. He gave us some great recommendations on uh, food. Originally, we picked our a la carte dishes and he was like, can I be honest with you? the tune is pretty mid or he or not mid but he was sort of just like i recommend the scallop and the prawns if you want seafood those are the heavy hitters the tune is only okay i'm
1: so jealous you got joseph he wasn't serving there when i went he used to be i believe the service manager for hawksworth like he is a fine dining pro and if i may say so published is very lucky to have him and i think he i know he is trying to like Pick it up a notch. Like, I was quite really? surprised with how casual the, the service is there. But anyway, all that to say, I'm sure my sister is listening to this in her car right now. Smiling. Just squeeing. Well, she should, I <laughs>
0: hope she texts Joseph to be like, you served my friend, Brian," and... I'm sure she's already talked to I hope so. It, I hope so. But anyway. regardless, uh, the service was incredible. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 stars. Like, could not, like... Could not be more pleased with the service. It was absolutely incredible. So he helped us up with that. He answered some questions I had about the cocktail menu. Uh, I was asking him, like, is this breakfast one with the whole egg in it any good? And he kind of just steered me away from that uh, <laughs> very politely to say, like, if you like other things, like I started with the martini, which is absolutely fabulous. The best martini I've ever had.
1: Better than Broad Lounge?
0: Well, I didn't have a martini You it.
1: You had a sip of mine.
0: I did. That Okay, that is true.
1: Anyway, it's the best martini you've ever had.
0: It is the best martini I've ever had. They said it was their riff on a Vesper martini, Mm -hmm. so I guess now I need to learn how to make those at home and see if I can do this myself. You
1: can, Brian. I know you can. You just add lemon.
0: Right. That's what (laughs) I thought, right? You shake it with the lemon juice. Okay. So anyway, that was delicious. I had a couple other cocktails, but the food. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Mm -hmm. Publish was hailed as the best restaurant in Canada. So I wanted to see, is this the best restaurant in Canada? The food was, was astoundingly creative, so playful, I thought the seafood dishes we had were both incredible. The milk buns totally lived up to the hype that everyone said they were great. We got them served with the agnolotti, or not agnolotti. You told us to get the agnolotti. We had to go for the other stuff: pasta, the Mm -hmm. rotolo, and the rotolo was very good. Lauren wasn't as much of a fan because she she, it was more mushroom heavy than she realized it was going to be. Okay, and even though she loves mushrooms, like woodier mushrooms in particular, like are a bit too funky for her. I think okay. But the pasta itself was phenomenal. And we got to dip the milk buns in the like Hell broth. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so Hell good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then we had the schnitzel. Oh, my God. The schnitzel was <gasps> incredible. Schnitzel? Yeah. And you they cut it out like toad in a hole.
1: Oh, that's They so cut cute. a circle
0: out and put this, thou- they call it 10,000 island dressing in the middle. That sounds you- incredible. It was so effing good. You know good.
1: what? Bring back schnitzel. I'm very glad that Publish is bringing schnitzel back. And
0: I'll tell you this. Best schnitzel I've ever had.
1: Better than the Bavaria house in New West.
0: <laughs> it was, believe it or not. And better than the uh, Hacker Shore tent that I went to at Real Oktoberfest. Oh, wow. Where I would say after three liters of beer, it was far more utilitarian than anything else. But the It was schnitzel- a
1: primal need more than yes. a culinary experience. And also they were serving
0: <laughs> what must have been thousands of schnitzels. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was that much quality control happening. Yeah. But the schnitzel at Published wow, wow, wow. I like the breading was perfect. Like it wasn't, there was not a single miss on that plate. Every bite of that schnitzel was amazing and it came with house make pickles. Oh my God. So good. And then we also had uh dessert course, which Joseph, uh, I'll just Joseph, say, Joseph, I'm sorry. It's I'll get okay. the pronunciation. Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, uh, comp for us, which was so lovely. <laughs> and I think, you know, just to say thank you, which was great. Um, Again, super creative. We got their take on a coconut ice cream sandwich. Oh, that sounds good. But it was like more of like a coconut mousse. And then on the side, there was like a thinner coconut ice cream that actually had fruit caviar. If you've ever had that. It's like... I don't know what that is. It's a really like gastronomical like creation kind of thing. Sounds very chef's table. Very much so.
1: Here's your fruit caviar and a sack full of pine air.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if Publish had pine air, I would order it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all that to say, Publish was phenomenal, had a great time. I would say well worth the hype. The one lingering thought I had, and Lauren put this question to me after, because we've both been to Annalina a number of times, and she was like, if you had to choose, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Both restaurants are allowed to be great. Yeah. But if you had to choose... Which one do you think is actually better, published or Annalena? I hate to say it. Oh, I don't hate to say it. I think is still better. It's that fucking bread and chowder from
1: Annalena. Also, like, there's so... Like, we've... We had dedicated a whole episode to how much we love Annalena, but I gotta agree with you on that one.
0: Okay, so I... I put a pin in that because like Farmer's Apprentice, you know, forthcoming one day we'll go to published and do a proper, let's really sit down and give this the time and attention it deserves. Mm-hmm. We can like compare notes on different dishes, get like more into the nitty gritty of it all. But published was still amazing. Like being number two to Annalina is in my books is not, I mean that with the highest praise. Yes. Annalena is also something special. The one thing I'm wondering about, and I I was thinking about your reviews of Burdock & Co. when I was eating there and thinking about the food afterwards, because I found, and I don't know if you did, other than the schnitzel, I found a lot of the food quite delicate tasting, like quite mild in flavor, Mm -hmm. but in a way that's like, it tastes very clean.
1: Like, especially
0: the seafood, was very clean. Like, Mm -hmm. they weren't like, it wasn't like served in like a pepper gravy or something like that. More on that later. Yeah, more
1: on that later. (laughs) But
0: the... I think they really do want you to just taste like the freshness, the high quality ingredients, and then like the interesting presentation, and then
1: let the ingredients sing. And
0: yes, and they do. They really do. Whereas I wonder if Annalena leans a little bit more into like the we're throwing a shitload of salt and butter into this course and you're gonna love it, which God love them for that. Yeah, and I wonder if for that reason it's like, well, maybe it's not right to compare the two because they're they're kind of leaning in different directions. You know what I mean? Totally. But they are both. Michelin-starred tasting menus in Vancouver. So as far as I'm concerned, apples to apples.
1: Yeah, 1A, 1B kind of thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, like you say, maybe let's put a pin in that because we're going to have to turn to the brand storytelling eventually when we review it as its standalone episode. And maybe that will tell us, you know, what is their mission?
0: Uh, Yes, how do they see themselves? Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it.
1: But I think we should save that for when we are doing that episode.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Shall we talk about... Highs Steakhouse now?
1: I think before we take uh, our dear listeners to Highs, we should tell them where we went before. I already dropped it. Oh, yeah.
0: You talk about this. This is completely your idea.
1: So Brian and I wanted to go for a drink beforehand. You know, really... Soby-ish. Sobish, Janobish. Um, Really stretch out uh, our last night of Jebriety. And... You know, keeping Brian's like, where should we go for a drink? Uh, not to brag. Brian and I have had uh, a few pops uh, in a few places around Vancouver. So I wanted to find somewhere where Brian hadn't been. And also something that sort of matched the tone of the evening. Mm-hmm. Knowing we were going to highs, the aforementioned white tablecloths, you know, the old fashioned. We were going, the, we were
0: kicking t- it old school. Kicking
1: it old school. Um, I introduced Brian to a little gem that I was introduced to last Christmas, uh, the Girard Lounge. So the Girard Lounge is the lounge part of, uh, Boulevard Oyster and Kitchen. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, which is in the Sutton Place Hotel. Uh, and I believe Boulevard also has a Michelin nod. They're on the guide they I don't think they, they don't have a star, but they're on a guide.
0: Yes, and surely at that price point, not Bib Gourmand.
1: Uh, no, surely not. Um, so when you go, you have to actually enter through the Boulevard Oyster Kitchen and Bar, and you have to say, "I'd like to go to the lounge, please," and then they say. Boulevard Lounge or the Girard Lounge. And then you say Girard Lounge, which which gives it kind of a speakeasy vibe, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And then you walk past all the idiots who decided not to go there and stay in the restaurant. I don't know. I've never had been there. I'm sure it's great. Um, And then you go into this dark mahogany leather bound bar that's got, you know, so an observation that i made like the the two times i've been there everybody who works there you as soon as you look at them you know they are a total pro they are the service staff they are lifers they would take care of you i was personally scared of our server she looked tough as hell and she like she could she could she could beat me and fight me and I, I don't want her to do either of those. And you know what?
0: To her credit, I don't think she ever would.
1: No, exactly.
0: A, a, like a gentleman doesn't make a big deal out exactly. of it. Exactly. You
1: know? Yes. She was a gentleman. Um. Anyway, you're, you just, as soon as you walk in there, you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to get here. Uh, and you're going to get all the classic cocktails served to perfection. Mm-hmm. You're going to spend $30 on them, but you're going to get your values worth.
0: Yes, And I think, Sorry, you you keep saying what else you have to say about no, this. No, no, go for it. I was just going to say, I think part of the value that you're getting with that cocktail is also in the vibe. Totally. Because
1: Very vibey. we don't
0: have, or at least if we do, I guess maybe they're all in hotels and we never go to them. Mm-hmm. We don't have what I would call like that classic Like for better, for lack of a better phrase, like almost like a smoking lounge vibe with like the wood panel interior, leather chairs, like you say, like classic lifer servers who are just like, no, we know what we do here. We do it to a T Uh, where you can feel like a little, like we got dressed up. Yeah. We we put on our business best. Little fence. And
1: we had shoulder pads on. We did.
0: And (laughs) I think it was, it was fun To go out to a place that had that kind of vibe and sip a cocktail and just be like, oh, it's moody in here. It's nice.
1: And it was, it's big. Like I had a whole light leather bound love seat to myself. Mm -hmm. It was, it's a, it's a big place for a a bar. Normally you would think it would be like maybe a restaurant as well, but they just, just cocktails. I think you can get some bites from the,
0: from, from the kitchen. Yeah. They were asking us if we wanted to order something to eat too. But
1: I got a martini. That's the best martini I've ever had. It was served in a frosty, frosty glass. They had, um, they had, I believe it was Sheringham's the sea salt gin, but they also had infused it with nori. Is that what it was? Yes. And I was like, okay. Oh, and then, man. and then I you forgot about that. You had pointed that out, and I was like, lol. We'll see. Because like every time I something a gin is, is particular is infused with something, it still just tastes like fire. It tastes like alcohol if you're having it yeah. like a straight spirit. But damn that dealt like seaweed of all things. Like it really came through. It complimented the the salty gin. And it was just unbelievable. I'm uh I'm excited to go and try this uh, published martini, but that was amazing. And then I followed up with a basic ass bitch order of an espresso martini because I wanted to get my mind uh, and my gut around the steak dinner that we were about to eat. So. We
0: also saw a table of ladies out on, for a night in the town and they were just having like, <laughs> keep bringing the espresso martini. Oh, I'm yeah.
1: Like- <laughs> Our server actually mentioned she's like, oh, you see those women over there? And we like kind of turn like, Wee!
0: Yeah, they're like, woo girls.
1: She's like, um, they're having their espresso martinis with mezcal, and there was like a beat. and she's like, I do not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that even a martini? <laughs> yeah, that I, sounds disgusting. I don't think so. Uh, anyway, and uh, what did you have, Brian?
0: I had. What did I have? Oh, I had the. Boulevardier the, mm-hmm. the boulevard boulevardier the boulevard boulevardier which was very fun to say mm-hmm. which was excellent uh, quality ingredients make a huge difference even for an uh, a cocktail like that where it's like the, you know production is so simple but they absolutely nailed that but then the other one that I had that really kind of wowed me was the smoked peaches or smoking peaches that she recommended that she
1: recommended yeah
0: yeah because she was like well if you like this and you kind of like alcohol or spirit forward cocktails I would recommend this one too. Total pro, total pro. Honestly, I mean this in the best way possible because there is a world in which this sounds disgusting. It tasted like a little bit of smoke and fuzzy peaches. It did,
1: and it was in the best possible way. Like and you I say, say that
0: like that. That I know that. Let me slow down, listener. I know, I know what you're thinking, <laughs> Brian. That sounds too saccharine It sounds sweet. It wasn't. It was not overly sweet. I don't like sweet cocktails. I thought this was really special. I want to go back and see what else they have on the offer. Or I want to go back and sip a nice dram of whiskey in that letter bound uh, love seat that you were in. Because this place is a vibe and I will be back.
1: (laughs) He knows what he's talking about. He said saccharin. I mean, he's not just. No. Throwing penny words around here.
0: Like you, as you said, like when I told you the story about me telling my friend Tyler about the word epistolary, sometimes (laughs) we have to bust out the the words we learned from our degree just to, you know, make, make it feel like we got our money's worth.
1: Yeah. I mean, we spent $45,000 on those words. That's
0: right. That's right. (laughs) all we have. Yeah, exactly. And so I use them a few times a year. Like like right now I'm batting around like a thousand dollars of words. Yeah,
1: exactly. We have our, our, our thousands of dollars words. Um. And our fake email jobs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. As, as God intended. Yes, exactly. Yeah, We will not know heaven, but that's okay. <laughs> so the Gerard Lounge, I think, uh, of I would almost say like the surprise hit of the evening. Like what, yeah. a, what a bright spot of that evening. Like... I mean I don't get me wrong I had a great time with you as I always do but yeah. I am fondly thinking about the Gerard lounge in a way that I will not be thinking about high steakhouse
1: it's <laughs> such a nice surprise yeah
0: totally I want to go back like I I was thinking like maybe I should go here for my birthday or like
1: it's such a nice little treat for yeah. like it's also very Christmassy we went in January so they'd already taken them down but they have like the tasteful like they have garlands and mm-hmm. they have like uh, just
0: winter themed
1: exactly exactly yeah. uh, and then they had the they had plasmas with like the crackling Yule log on. And it's oh. just, you know, when you're you're thinking about December and Christmas and you want to have like a couple fingers of whiskey and just relax, like that is the place to go. Mm-hmm. It's also like, it's the classiest move to pull out. If you have colleagues that are like, do you know a good spot to get a nice drink? Like, yeah. Come on friend. Yeah. Let me show you a secret and a good
0: time. And it does kind of feel like a secret. Yeah. Doesn't Because it? like, I had never even heard of it before you were like Gerard Lounge because I I, and again, like you say, like, I like to think I know my way around a few drinking holes in the city, But mm-hmm. this place is definitely on the list, yeah, I will be back,
1: and then we went to highs
0: <laughs> we did. so if you missed on our last episode, the reason we chose highs is because, we like to like, similarly, like you and your sister, Aaron do, we like to give each other the gift and even more so now that we have a food podcast of a new restaurant experience mm-hmm. that, that you and I can go together. How is this different from what we do the rest of the year? That's none of your business. <laughs> We chose High's because the year before we went to Elephant. One of the most forward-thinking meals either of us had ever had. One of my favorite restaurants
1: had. in Vancouver still to this day.
0: It's still the restaurant when people ask, where should I go to exactly. eat Exactly, nice my meal? first my, recommendation. Me too. Me too. And that's, I think, <laughs> incredibly to Elephant's credit. I know. I say, uh, go
1: to Elephant and do not look at Justin in the eyes. No,
0: he's too strong. <laughs> he,
1: he is. He'll deadlift you and throw you out the window.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then we thought... If we went to somewhere that was being very progressive in their approach to food, we should counter that by going to the most regressive place <laughs> we can think of. <laughs> and thus, we landed on a classic steakhouse with white tablecloth. Yes. Now, we did a little research to determine which was actually the oldest steakhouse in town. Mm-hmm. Would you be surprised to know, and I know you're not, but because we looked this up together, Gotham is not that old. No. It opened in like the late 80s or not? Early 90s.
1: Early 90s? Yeah. No, no. Mid-90s, was maybe it? even. Yeah. Like, we are older than,
0: than Gotham. Gotham. Well, then that, that was not the mission statement of the evening. We right. wanted to go to a steakhouse that had been there longer than we have been alive. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and we did. We Mission accomplished. Yes. So, High Steakhouse. Uh, if you've never been, let me read you a little brand storytelling.
1: Engage with brand, Engage Brian. with
0: brand. Okay. So, when you go to the highsteakhouse.com website, <laughs> by the way, I know that we were looking at the QR code. While we were sitting there A QR code at highs Feels spiritually incorrect
1: No I want you to give me The iPad at the table Again
0: who is this for This is not what I'm here for No That was for like again I really think that's a That's a move for business people Who Mm -hmm. are like Oh look at what they're doing now With technology
1: I think that's for business bros Who want people to see The dollar value to the scotch That they're going to order Because it's one pad for the table You have to share it Storytelling time style (laughs) Yes. And the story they want to tell is, I'm a douchebag.
0: Yeah, conspicuous <laughs> consumption, yeah. to borrow the uh, co- communications term. Okay.
1: There's those $45,000 phrases again.
0: <sighs> no problem. Well, just, the medium the, is the message, Brad. That's right. Marshall McLuhan, he said it best. <laughs> okay. High Steakhouse, on their website, they their story goes like this. Welcome. A simple and unwavering commitment to find food, service, and a perfectly cooked steak. Welcome. The table is set. We are pleased to welcome guests in Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, and Whistler. I found through doing some independent research, they used to have a location in Guam.
1: Interesting choice. Yeah.
0: Refined, never altered. (laughs) Moving on. For 65 years, Heise has defined the steakhouse experience in Canada, featuring prime grade steaks, cold martinis, and trademark warm hospitality. Heise is a dining oasis. Timelessly true. Highs is the ultimate place to celebrate life's great occasions or enjoy the everyday pleasures of great food and drink in timeless, elegant surroundings, along with the very best beef and freshest seafood. Highs is known and beloved for the theater of tableside service, (laughs) which more on that in a second. It was more like table adjacent service for us. (laughs)
1: Poor Karen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Poor Karen. She was great though. With care and respect for the classic recipes and impeccable professional service, this is steakhouse dining at its finest. And original in every sense. High. Azenstadt, I'm maybe not pronouncing that name right was a born entrepreneur in the early 50s he saw an opportunity in Calgary's underdeveloped restaurant market he found a look which is kind of like isn't that what the basis of every restaurant but I digress he found a location raised about 20k and opened the first Heise Steakhouse over a woman's clothing store in 1955 men have to just be on top they really they do in the decades since Heise has fueled the entrepreneurial spirit providing the backdrop for stories of courage aspiration and spectacular <laughs> success <laughs> I am a Strong man. <laughs> There's nothing that compares. Step into highs. This is literally like a joke, Ron Burgundy thing. <laughs> Step into highs and feel transported. Dark mahogany, rich colors and textures, and intimate lighting combined to create an upscale, luxurious atmosphere. Refined over time, but unwavering in authenticity.
1: This is still going. This is very much a listen to me talk. Very. <laughs> also, so- can I just point out timeless? It is so dated. <laughs> It's not timeless at all. I I would say stuck in
0: time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, There's a time capsule. (laughs) Yes, very. Exactly right. Uh, So Highs really does present itself as like, and again, if you know, you know, the first thing they ask us when we were sitting down is, are you celebrating anything tonight? Mm -hmm. What's a special occasion? Which is, I I mean, to be fair, I was also asked that it published, Mm -hmm. which is fair, but I would kind of expect that more from... I'm a little bit more okay with it at a restaurant that was just named Canada's number one restaurant overall Yeah, versus like a steakhouse, which I feel like that question sort of connotes the feeling I described on the other podcast of there was a time and a place where for many people, the idea of going to a white tablecloth steakhouse was the fanciest dinner it's even possible to conceive of. Yeah. The most, the best food you can have is at a classic steakhouse. Yeah. So Highs, their whole brand story is leaning on and delivering that experience. Yeah. Like, they want you to feel like, indulge. You are here for a treat. Yeah. You are here for timeless elegance, <laughs> refined culture, and things of that nature. Yes. So, what did we think of Highs, Jill? You know what? Shoutouts to Karen.
1: Karen. Sweet Karen. is a total surfing. pro. Yeah. Um, Again, you... You want to talk about lifers and and pros, like I guarantee you every server in that restaurant knows exactly what they're doing. They have decades of experience and you're in good hands. I also think highs is very much like... We went tongue in cheek. We experienced it tongue in cheek. We know what we're getting. This is, but we're also like just two assholes who are like, "Oh, you think the keg's fancy?" <laughs> like, well, this yeah, is like and who like we are. I like, know, <laughs> and like,
0: of course, I don't deny that. Like, yes, it makes me sound and feel like an asshole.
1: No, I mean, like I said too. I'm very much in that camp with okay. you, Brian. Okay, um, but like. We're. It's very much how I feel going to Bikram yoga. Like there's a lot of people around me with like white people with dreadlocks and people who don't want to get vaccinated. And you know what? I'm right beside them doing the exact same postures. But I feel like I have a different philosophical view on life. And
0: think that's fair to say.
1: And I think I approach eyes in the same way that I.
0: Approach Bikram Yoga,
1: like, in that good I'm, for you, not for me. <laughs> exactly, and I'm going to get exactly what I want out of this, and I'm really going to enjoy myself. Like you said, I had a really fun time with you. Me too. Um, when we we were like a couple minutes early for our Rezzo, they sat us down in the bar, and we, I had an excellent Negroni. Same, um, and actually, I liked the
0: bar. Yeah, the bar, bar was, was really cool. nice. As bar As you cool. you
1: noticed that there's no one to sit at the bar. It's very cool aesthetically. It like. It's backlit. There's many shelves, but there's no seats at the bar. No, it's that a working is, station. Yes, exactly. That is uh, an artist honing his craft for you.
0: Yeah, it's cool.
1: Um, and it's like it, highs is a fancy keg, and highs is a more expensive keg. As uh, maybe a better I way nod of saying vigorously. that. Um, I had a great time. I think highs is a great place to go when you want to go to highs. <laughs>
0: Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I had, and again, I had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, the food itself, shall we discuss? Yes. Uh, so we were told by many people we had to get the cheese toast. Yes. And you said that you had had the cheese toast when you were there for, appropriately, a business dinner.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, did you have, like, what were your thoughts of the cheese toast going in? Like, was that sort of like the thing as well, much as people make it out to be? No,
1: I knew we had to get it because we're going to highs, we're doing a pod about it. I've had the cheese toast. I know what it was like, and I needed you to have it too. And I've been thinking a lot about how I wanted to describe this cheese toast. And I think I have to turn to Jerry Seinfeld for this. Have you seen his newest newest, quote unquote? I think it was like in 2021 or something. No. So he has this whole long bit about, you know, great and sucks are like essentially, they're virtually the same thing. (laughs) So you're walking around, you're walking uh, down the street, you're, um, licking your ice cream cone, you drop your ice cream on the ground. That sucks. What do you say? Great. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the thing that really, I'm like, go on this walk with me. I'm, I, so
0: Weather's nice. Let's go.
1: He's, the reference he makes is when I'm at a Yankees game and I pay $100 for a bun that, is, a hot dog that has, you know, a cold bun, a steamed wiener with nothing on it, you know this hot dog sucks, but you know what? It's also great.
0: That is a great way to look at it.
1: And then, like when you're at highs, get the cheese toast. What is yeah. it? It's literally comes wrapped in tinfoil. Yes, like you're
0: steamed cheese it's toast.
1: Steamed, like I think that it's just like I think if anything they just heat the tinfoil and oh, <laughs> wrap it yeah, all up. Maybe it's literally like maybe even like Colby cheese on like. What is, like, what's the little the white bread with the flour on top that starts with the D It has the the Italian flag on oh, the top. Oh,
0: yes. It's Not that, DiGiorno. No, it's, but it's, uh, I want,
1: deli- not deli- It's Maybe. No, that- that's also pizza. But right. You, we're all even. You wait, can picture we're it. We're all picturing it. Yes. That's what this cheese toast is. And you know what? After a trip to the Girard Lounge and a Negroni waiting for your table, that is the best fucking
0: cheese toast you could ever have. I totally agree. It's I thought like, the cheese toast was a real highlight. It's and it like was like
1: after school special good. It's like cheese totally. and crackers after a long day of coloring. Good. It's and
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it is very child food. Yes. In a nice way. It's nostalgia. It, it's, yes, totally. And it, of course, like, yes, if you have access to either a toaster oven or an oven with a broiler setting, you could make this cheese toast at home. be
1: even better, culinary speaking. But you know what? you got to get the cheese toast
0: exactly maybe you're right jill i think it sucks but it's great it sucks but it's great it's kind of the great it's kind of the perfect way to describe it
1: yeah it's a hot dog at a baseball game
0: yeah yeah that's what this cheese
1: toast is you got to get it it's not good but it's also it's also great
0: yeah okay well perfectly said i i really don't have much to add to that what would you give it out of our patented chicken wing rating scale
1: this is a complicated one for me, but I'm going to approach it in the same spirit with which I would rate um, a hot dog at a Canadians game. And I'm going to give it five chicken Wow. <laughs> because it's all like you got to give the experience it, again okay. to Gerard Lounge, but like a huge, huge grain of salt with that rating. Yes. Okay.
0: I uh, I, I see and respect where you're going but I shall not follow.
1: <laughs> no, I you're talking to someone whose favorite restaurant is McDonald's. So I,
0: McDonald's would crack my top <laughs> 10, I think too. Uh, so I think I'm going to go two and a half chicken wings. That's the accurate bang average. Yeah.
1: That's the accurate rating,
0: but it is good. Like, and again, if you were going to highs, you got to get it. Yeah. Uh, it, like as much as people may have overhyped it slightly, they're not wrong that you have to get. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we got before we uh, ventured deeper into the menu was the Jumbo Prawn Cocktail, <laughs> yes. which felt like a proper business. Like, we're here oh, yeah. to have... It's the 1970s. We're ready. If we could, we'd be smoking inside. Yeah. And we want a prawn cocktail. Mm-hmm. The height of elegance. Yeah. With the cocktail sauce, horseradish cocktail sauce. Uh, It was served... It came as four big jumbo prawns.
1: On the lettuce, with the ice, yep. as per your...
0: You know? As God intended.
1: Yes, exactly. The way that your—I don't know how old our listeners are—parents, grandparents, yeah, your relatives having dinner parties in the '60s and '70s, yeah, also smoking inside. That's how they served it. Yeah, it's exactly as, as as it should be.
0: Definitely. Now, did it taste? Because it was like bigger prawns, right? The prawns were very meaty. They were huge. They were, they were
1: several times through both where I was like, wow, I'm still eating this.
0: Yes. Multiple (laughs) bites. (laughs) Kind of like a little hot dog, really. (laughs) Yeah. So you use the comparison of the cheese toast as sort of after school food. Yeah. So the, the comparison I'll make here, and let me know if you think this is fair or not, is this is the good version. This is like a frozen shrimp ring hitting its ceiling. Yes. It, it sort of tastes the same. It's like more chilled than anything else. Like mm-hmm. you get a little bit of meat from the the prawn, but it's not like very prawny. It's, if anything, it's kind of like watery mm-hmm. and you dip it into the cocktail sauce and you're like, I'm having a nice time. I'm having a, a prawn. <laughs> I'm having a prawn. That's one thing that I'm going to start saying more <laughs> in <laughs> apostrophe 24. I'm having a prawn. I'm having a prawn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, Steak
0: I, time <laughs> on the back. I'm having a prawn. Yeah. Who is this for?
1: Yeah. <laughs> for us only.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone has stopped listening
0: to this episode already. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. This is just for us.
1: Um, yeah. I think it's like, it's exactly that. And it's, it's like, it's like when Costco secured, like, Grey Goose and Four Roses and bottled them, and then it's Kirkland brand bourbon and vodka. It's right. Like, it's hitting its ceiling. It's at Costco. You get a great shrimp ring at Costco, but, like,
0: this is the next level of that. I agree. And again, it's not as disgusting as, the, like, the wee little baby shrimp that you get on a shrimp ring. Again, these were four massive hot dogs. Yeah. Hot dog size shrimp.
1: Yeah, they were. <laughs>
0: Uh, what would you give it out of out of five? Or do you do I have to start with this one? Uh,
1: you have to start this one.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give the jumbo prawns three point two
1: five. Oh wow, that's more than I thought you were gonna give them.
0: I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just like cocktail sauce.
1: You do
0: with <laughs> club sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Job, um, I'm gonna give these two point seven five. Okay, yeah,
0: cool. I, again.
1: I think they were just a little bit too jumbo for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair. I mean, I, I get it. And again, they, they did kind of taste mostly like water.
1: Yeah. Again, but I mean, they're always just a vehicle for that cocktail sauce.
0: That is so true. Uh, okay, now we're now we're getting into the steakhouse class.
1: Now here. we're in the business.
0: Now we're in the business. So we wanted, part of the reason we selected Heist is we did the research and we confirmed they do a table side Caesar salad. So we had to get it. Of course we did. Mm-hmm. I love a tableside Caesar salad. I had one when I was in Vegas with my pa, and it was great. Yeah, and it, there were pictures of the Rat Pack surrounding me, and I thought. This is perfect. Yes, this is exactly. exactly how, uh, this is exactly what I want to be looking at when I'm seeing a table-sized yes. Caesar salad being made for me. Now, did we get to see this Caesar salad actually made table-side? <laughs> because of the side room they put us in where Karen did not have the working space necessary to actually do it at the side of our table, we did not.
1: She had to – but like – Honestly, no this was, fault, Not her fault. No, and like she approached this and explained it ad nauseum to the point where she thought she's like, well, I'm not going to get tipped because of this. Yeah. But honestly, in the end, it was hilariously absurd that she had to shuttle back and forth and like I, like, I kind of almost expected her to be yelling at us from like two tables away being tucked behind like the point of sale system where she was in and she would like... Put the anchovies and the lemon into the wooden bowl and have to like then quickly run over and show us. <laughs> She's like, look at all these ingredients. And then she would have to run back and then put yeah. the cracked pepper in, She's like, and now I'm doing this. <laughs> like it was just utter she chaos. Did. Yeah. And it was incredible. And it was honestly, I'm gonna say uh adjacent uh table side Caesar versus uh front row table side Caesar, you know? Um a comedy of errors, and I recommend it and prefer it, I
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't deny it. Like, you can't exactly ask for it, but it no. does have something special.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, table, side, Caesar, but. Difficult. Please wheel your <laughs> cart about two and a half meters in yeah. the other direction. Put it behind the stairs. Yeah.
0: I only want to kind of see you. <laughs> Do not look at me in the eyes. So, on the menu, the citrus salad said, A high Tradition, prepared in the dining room, uh, 1995. Pretty expensive for a Caesar salad. For lettuce and
1: lemon and some anchovies.
0: Anchovies, yeah, in this economy. Uh, what did you think of the Caesar salad? Not the presentation, but the actual eating thereof.
1: Um, I thought it was great. Uh, it's not like I was like, this is the best Caesar salad I've ever had in my life. But, I mean, I can't think of where that was. Maybe pepinos. Anyway. Mm,
0: they do a great classic.
1: Um, it was an excellent Caesar salad. The lettuce was crisp. It wasn't... Wilty, I'm a fan of putting uh, an anchovy in there for a little bit of texture. Um, I think
0: many people would say that for a good Caesar salad, it's a must.
1: You got to. Um, I think if we're doing this on the patented chicken wing scale, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a four. Wow. Yeah, I think it, like it's all in the dressing, right? Well, there's two mm-hmm. things to it. There's is the dressing delicious? Yes, mm-hmm. it was. And is the lettuce crispy? Yes, it was.
0: You know what? And with that in mind, it's kind of hard to have a bad time with a cedar salad. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. Like a little less. And I think I want to read uh, this, a bit of this review that I found when I was doing some research. This is from Chris Nuttall Smith. Uh, no idea if I'm saying that name right. This is from May 27th, 2016. Uh, so, you know, this. he's going at highs at 60 to kind of review highs in Toronto here. And this is what he had to say about his experience with the table side Caesar salad. Once he was done preparing it, our waiter announced, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be the best salad you've ever eaten. Mm. And this is where the spinning top, the blur of pomp and street spined competence that allows a restaurant to sell Caesar salad, Caesar salad for $17 a person <laughs> and wet aged feedlot steaks for $60 began to bobble. The Caesar salad at High's is a salad bar Caesar salad with limp greens meekly flavored dressing and croutons that show every indication of having come out of a box. Mm. It's fine. If you don't even think about it, it can be satisfying. I feel like that's pretty much how I felt after eating it. I enjoyed it in the moment. Wasn't thinking too hard about it, but those croutons, I'd be shocked if they came out of the oven. You know what I mean?
1: Did she say anything about the croutons or is her, the absence of the description, then that pretty much tells us whole story. I
0: think so. Um, In this review, uh, he goes on to say, But you don't go to highs for the best anything you've ever eaten. Invitations to consider otherwise to make qualitative comparisons cannot end well. I think that's very wise. And I think that kind of hits on what we've been saying here about like, look, is it the best meal we've ever had? No. Yeah. But there's there's joy to be had here.
1: Man, is this what we sound like, though? I mean, that's pedantic as hell. That top analogy. Yeah, I know. I know. That makes me think of um, I remember when that episode of The Simpsons when Homer is a food critic. And then he, like, gets in, start in with other food critics and he starts rubbing elbows. And my favorite line is, like, they're, like, critiquing... Oh, it's not just food critics. It's, like, other... Critics and someone reviews farming equipment. And, and this one guy's like, sounds like someone needs to send John Deere a dear John. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's such a cadence Ugh, to that. You're
0: totally but, right. But I mean,
1: all that said, I don't disagree with him. Um, well, I, think I think I was just, I had such low expectations and I was basically, well, as I just said, I'm like, well, the lettuce wasn't limp.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was crisp. Like, yeah. But again, it's sort of like we went in and like, were we after... The best Caesar salad we've ever had? No. No, we were after a table side Caesar. Yeah. Did we get that? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Karen. Not her fault. No, not, not her all. fault. We were sat in a very awkward table for the tableside serving. It's not her fault. <laughs> did we get that? Kind <laughs> Oh man. Uh shall we go on to the main course? Yes. Okay, so for the main course, I feel like this is a real uh I, I would say. The highs and lows of highs and lows <laughs> uh, are all contained within our two choices that we made here. So we went with, I can't open this up. Nope. That's dessert. Steak. We did for steak. We, hold, hang on one second. Oh, sorry. 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 I was fighting with my phone, so I got a little uh, testing. I was trying to uh, cover for You're you. You are trying to vamp. And, and then appreci- you screamed at me. Yeah. God. All right. Well, <laughs> should we shut this podcast down? Yeah. This is the last episode. Nice. We can't even post this one, right? We're not We're friends to anymore. It all fell apart. Uh, Brian Sherlock found dead, murdered by Jill Canty. (laughs) (laughs) So we ordered Heise. So Heise has a number of steaks in the menu, obviously. We went with the six ounce filet, the filet mignon, supplemented with under the House Classics menu. uh, They, along with other classics like Gorgonzola Filet, Steak Neptune, and Beef Wellington, they have a steak au poivre, which I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. And I do know that steak au poivre is nominally one of my favorite dishes on the planet. Oh wow! So I was very excited to try it, but I shouldn't have been <laughs> because I should have thought harder about this. Because what it actually is is it's one of their other steaks with peppercorn sauce on top of it,
1: and not a good steak. It's like a was it a flank steak?
0: It was the New York strip. It so like they tasted their like their base a flank level. steak. Yeah. Yeah. So you're basically paying $8 for peppercorn sauce. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm happy to start with the steak au poivre.
1: Yes, we already have. We
0: already have. So again, difficult for me to compare it to like one of my top 10 favorite menu items. I'm a huge like freak for peppercorn sauce. Okay. I just am. And especially if you do it right with the steak au poivre, it's like you get the perfect pepper crust on the beef tenderloin, not not typically a strip, Mm -hmm. but... It can be so, so wonderful if you do it right. Lauren, one year, made me that for my birthday, and it was off the charts great.
1: Oh, I can imagine. She's an incredible chef.
0: She sure is. So this steak au poivre was pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think, as we'll go on to find, I think the the goodness of highs, that where there is good eats to be had, is surely in the classic steak.
1: Yeah, stay in menu. that lane.
0: Stay in that lane. The House Classics, this is sort of like the zone where like at the keg, you get like the teriyaki mm-hmm. steak or whatever. We're just like, yeah, it's good. And or I chicken. Eat, yeah.
1: <laughs> like it's it's the and the rest totally. section of the menu. Now, Highs
0: also does have a and the rest section with fish and a nourish bowl for our vegan friends. Oh, yes. But I would say I found the Steak au Poivre to be disappointing and kind of like... I should have known better before suggesting it. I wish we had just gotten a different cut of so like maybe just a classic ribeye or something. Yeah. To go along with the fries. I filet. agree.
1: And we got that with French fries, which tasted like they were McCain French fries out of a, a bag.
0: Yeah, the fries were not good. Those yeah. they, they tasted like
1: uh, bad cafeteria
0: fries. They did. School yeah. cafeteria fries, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Pretty disappointing. Because mm-hmm. again, we were like, fuck it, steak free, some peppercorn sauce. Let's go. Yeah. I want to sop that up. Num, yeah. num, num. Yeah. And it was just mid
1: when the highlight of a plate of steak frites is the amount they cooked the green beans
0: <laughs> you know yeah because I like
1: the al dente green beans yeah they were, they were, they bright were great green. Yeah. they were great they were perfectly cooked but I mean that is telling of the dish <laughs> yes
0: so I cannot recommend it I also cannot recommend the french fries thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go especially for the price
1: yeah he's got white knuckles ladies and gentlemen
0: I can't be afraid to use the whole scale.
1: Wow. Is this going to be our first one?
0: <laughs> I think I'm going one. One out of five. Again, the highlight was the green beans <laughs> on a steak frites plate.
1: And not even like the green beans as a whole. It was like how much they cooked the green beans. Yes. It wasn't necessarily yeah. well, the... Well prepared. <laughs> yeah. Well, you took them out when the timer dinged.
0: <laughs> yes. And again, I'm biased because it's one of my favorite food items. Yeah. So I I have like some amount of... When I get this, I know what I want it to be like. Yeah, and this was very disappointing on all fronts.
1: <sighs> yeah,
0: I would have uh, rather had like if they had gotten down the street to get McDonald's fries, hell, and W fries, <gasps> it would have been much better than the fries they gave us.
1: Yeah, I think those fries are better than A and fries, but that's a different a fry conversation for another day.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Um,
1: what did you think? I'm gonna go two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Was this your first Steak Up? Poivre? I don't know how to pronounce it.
1: Um, I don't know, yeah. I, but it's like, I'm not a, I'm not a big steak guy, so it, that wouldn't be something that's locked in my culinary memory, fair. but, um, fair, fair. it, yeah, everything you said, I completely agree with, but I think I was, uh, less offended to my core because it is not a top 10 food item like it is for you. And I also, it. again, I'm. I'm someone who kind of lets experience bleed into the rating scale and where I was in my journey of drinks and just we uh, didn't drink that much general we there. mirth. Yeah, but we did drink.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Enough to stay loose. Yeah. Enough to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. We could have flown a plane after.
1: I think so. Um, yeah, two, I'm sticking with two. Okay.
0: Agreed. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, but again, two very low scores. Yes. A- among our lowest rated menu item I think that's ever. the first
1: one that's ever uh, come on the
0: pod. I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to the filet mignon. You talk about the filet mignon.
1: Okay, so speaking of me not being a big steak guy, uh, and I also, I know I'm... blaspheme but uh if i was to go to say the keg for mother's day every mother's day i've ever had in my life save for the last few um if i was to get a steak which is my annual steak uh i'm severely anemic um (laughs) i would probably order it medium okay um
0: not even medium rare huh
1: medium So, as I've talked about on the pod, I'm on a long journey with meat. Um, The bloodier it is, uh, the more it reminds me it is meat, uh, meaning that it was once muscle on a thing, which uh, freaks me out a bit. Yeah. Um, But. Brian. Yeah. You know, I was completely in the passenger seat for this experience. You're a big steak guy. So I'm
0: not a big steak guy
1: compared to this little steak guy.
0: Sure. Okay. I, I rarely eat or crave steak.
1: You just said that steak au
0: pouvoir was one yeah, of but your I've favorite had it things. Like four times in my entire life compared to me. Okay. Go ahead. I don't want to diminish your story or your personal truth. Thank you. God, we are fighting.
1: This <sighs> is really tearing. <terrible.
0: laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it brings together.
1: Um, Anyway, all that to say, you prefer it a little bit more pink than I do, so I went with with you on this journey because I would I knew that you were going to no matter what you would if it was going to be a good steak you would enjoy it more, and I didn't want to I didn't want to oh, thank you. We for, I didn't want to ruin record, your we steak went
0: medium rare. It's not like I was asking for a
1: no. You didn't get it blue or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, anyway, very long story short, for someone who doesn't enjoy steak, and when they do have steak, they like it to be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> um, the filet mignon was an excellent cut of beef. I wasn't grossed out by it compared to the steak au poivre. It felt very expensive cutting into it. Like it, as Luxurious. someone like I could tell that that was a really nice piece of meat. And the mashed potatoes that they came with, um, uh, they were They were great. Uh, they were not gluey. Like you, I kind of think the, um, I believe it's two full measuring cups of mashed potatoes, garlic mash. You get the keg. (laughs) It was a tasteful amount. It wasn't overwhelming. Uh, it was delicately garlicky. It was smooth, no lumps again, throwing shade at you, the keg. Um, yeah, I would say overall, that was a much more enjoyable experience in terms of mains. Definitely the highlight out of the two. Uh, and I think it's one of the better cuts of meat I've had, except for, you know, on the company dime in, say, Vegas at... Does Ramsey have a steakhouse? Maybe they went somewhere else. No, I think he does. Anyway, that's definitely the best cut of beef I've had. Or like, you know, having Wagyu or something like that. Yeah. But... That's among the best cuts of beef that I have I think I've had in my life.
0: But I, I will echo that to say that it's, I mean, I've only had filet mignon, you know, a handful of times in mm-hmm. my life. And that was excellent. Yeah. I thought, and again, like, see, I can be even handed here. Yeah. This was a really, really well cooked filet mignon. It was perfectly medium rare. If anything, I would say they kind of generously tipped it a little bit more on the rare side mm-hmm. uh really really well cooked well seasoned proved that like for a nice cut of meat like really just need salt and pepper and that can really get you there i was i thought it was well worth the money yep. versus the steak au poivre, which was more expensive and much worse mm-hmm. i or maybe the same price i can't even remember but regardless i thought the filet was great i would get it again i thought it. i mean not that i am itching for another steak anytime soon but that was really really good and it made me wonder what we would be saying about highs overall if we had just stuck to the steak man.
1: yeah just stay in the lane yeah
0: like, I think I guess we tried to it's just it's not like steak off steak is in the name exactly
1: yeah and you would think that of yeah it we're at a steakhouse and you're getting a steak dish you don't you expect it to be they asked us if we were celebrating anything when I we know came to the table. I know um but it that was the highlight for the, for the mains for me. And it like, again, I don't, this is certainly the thesis of the episode. Like, you know what you're getting when you go to highs and stay yeah, in the lane. Don't mess around. Yeah. Don't mess around. Get the cheese toast, get a really nice filet
0: mignon. You're going to want the nourish bowl. Don't do it. Don't. It maybe, sounds so good. Maybe it's excellent. Maybe it is. <laughs> okay. What would you give the filet mignon? Six ounce. Six ounce
1: filet mignon. You know what? I regret giving the Caesar salad a four. I'm going to give it three point seven five, and I'm going to give this filet mignon a four point
0: two. <laughs> not two five.
1: A four point two. I said what I said.
0: You know what? I'm not not trying to top you here. Four point two five. Okay. I'm right in right in the ballpark. But
1: again, though. you're a huge steak guy, as oh, I said earlier. God, so. I love it.
0: <laughs> I'm just so you know the thing about oh, I'm just uh, like sometimes it's just like oh. I got to be a man. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, I daddy wants steak. Daddy oh wants steak. I hate this. And and daddy want truck. Daddy wants steak. Daddy want women to not be able to vote. Yeah. Daddy want Daddy want to set up shop on top of a women's wear yeah, department store that as God intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I thought I think the filet mignon is great. Yeah. I, I think filet mignon is always a, a – maybe it's the pro move. Yeah. I, I think the only other times I've had filet have been at Gotham, and I loved it there, too. Hmm. So I'll never know. <laughs> no. I mean, I when I think about what this meal cost, which I will say was less than I thought it would. Yeah. But it was still expensive. And I think about the amazing food that you and I could have for that price at Farmer's Apprentice or – Literally anywhere else. That would be a
1: tasting menu at Elephant. Yes. The best restaurant in Vancouver. Yes. One of the best restaurants. We could have just gone back to
0: Elephant. <laughs> but... The, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> this is just an Elephant podcast. I know. <laughs> um, but of course, I'm glad we went. I'm, I thought it was fun and funny to go and be like, let's have the good time. Let's find a good amount of fun at yeah. my Steakhouse. And I think we did that.
1: Yeah. If you want to bro out with... One of your best buds. I recommend going to highs, getting a filet and some cheese toast. Yeah.
0: Hey, any bros in the sound of my voice? Prepare to bro down hard. Yeah. I think you'll love it. Uh, And you obviously love to bro down as well.
1: (laughs) I do. It's my favorite thing to do.
0: Yeah. With bros.
1: Even though I'm just a little steak guy. (laughs) I do love to bro down. <laughs>
0: Little steak guy. Is yeah, that a t-shirt? That's cute too. I think, so. too.
1: It's, I think it's, uh, a it's a baby onesie. <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. That's so cute. We're going to have such a fun lineup of things once we get our Etsy shop off the ground. Yeah. Uh, any other closing thoughts on highs? We skipped the Bananas Foster. That's the only other thing that We was were like, so
1: full. Oh, yeah. this is just a, a PSA for um, people who like to eat. But you know what? If they come and ask for the bill and say, you know Anything else? Anything else? Ask if they have decaf espresso because if they have it, finish it off with a decaf espresso. I love it. As my mom says, it fills in the cracks. (laughs) Like it drips like we were way too full to have um, dessert. Uh, So similar earlier in the episode, you remember that I had a panic with my sister at Farmer's Apprentice where we locked eyes and I wanted to get McDonald's because I thought we weren't going to get enough. Brian had to pull me way back when we were ordering the and mignon. I'm like, we're going to get the 10 ounces. because <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. like, we're splitting it. We each need five ounces of it. If we're also splitting this steak with pepper gravy. Um, thank you, Brian, for talking me off that ledge. Cause no I was uncomfortably full after that. That's just
0: the steak expertise I can bring to the table. Big steak. I'm a See, huge
1: you're steak guy. You're trying to deny I it, can't. but you are a huge steak man. I
0: am what I am. And um, what I am is a red meat loving <laughs> football what i mean i do like football See, but you're the- really
1: backing yourself into a I corner know. Here. god
0: damn it <laughs> i am who i am
1: um yeah that would be my only final thought i would say is like that's just not even for highs that's just like you know what's what? a treat, life pro treat yourself if you like coffee get a little decaf espresso or you know what you want to stay up all night that's your
0: choice <laughs> Yeah, get you know leaded go with god i
1: prefer unleaded <laughs> at that time of evening but you know i'm not here to tell you how to live
0: there really is something about an after dinner coffee that can hit, especially black, yeah. like a, either a, a nice black, like Americana or espresso in this case that I think is just so great.
1: It's also like it fit perfectly with the vibe of the restaurant. Totally. I feel like yeah. that's also a time of like when you were smoking indoors, like I, I'm not someone who smokes cigarettes, but I could have, if they, if they would have let me, I I would have split a cigarette with you without espresso.
0: Totally. <laughs> I, 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 I shamefully agree uh, it would have been great it would have really rounded out the night i, I think so. i wonder if they maybe they're like oh we actually underseason the meat because we assume the, the discerning guests will know to go for a smoke yes exactly they, uh, they uh, don't have a palate no 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 yeah uh, you just really want to be able to taste that nicotine
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh kimmy just kind of raised her head uh so i think signaling that we should bring this episode in for a landing i think so i was i wanted to float A segment by you, a segment idea. And maybe we'll just table this for Apostrophe 24. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listeners, if this excites you, let us know. Jill, something that you and I are both fans of, Ernest ice cream. (laughs) There's one near you. There's one near me.
1: I'm currently looking at my windowsill that has 15 empty jars stacked on it. Look at it right now. There's a wall of Ernest on my kitchen windowsill right now. That's
0: really exciting Mm -hmm. to see.
1: It's troubling. I appreciate you rebranding that for me. No
0: problem. No problem. (laughs) I hate you. All green lights for me. (laughs) So we both eat a fair bit of Ernest. Yes. We love Mm Ernest. We love the monthly flavors. I'm seeing a segment in our future called The Importance of Eating Ernest. Yes. Where we just try the monthly flavors like maybe once or twice a month Mm -hmm. and talk about it on the episode. We can even eat eat it live like just off mic and just have a little live react to, all right, we're going to try this new flavor. Yep. Give it a little taste. Let the people know, mm-hmm. hey, Ernest is one of the most famous restaurant or ice cream chains in the city, even though local journalist Justin McElroy rated them as quite like, I don't know, not bottom tier, but like outside the top five or maybe just at five or something. Well, that's wrong. Yes. Uh, well, Empirically. He, in, in fairness to him, he did review by consensus with a group of his peers, but I digress. I will not stand for it. <laughs> and I think that this podcast could really bring some Ernest uh, oh, content to light. Wink. Uh, could could have a good time talking earnest. Ernest. Yeah. What, what do you think about this?
1: I, I'm i ready to start right now. Is this
0: a gentle <laughs> 24? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Do you have a pint in the fridge right now?
1: Um, Brian, please. Of course you do. I have uh, a... Uh, an emergency ration of the Ferrero Rocher that I still haven't tried because uh so my fiance Georgia had uh, gum grafting surgery and hasn't been able to have bits for quite some time <laughs> now. Orders. It's been eight weeks of no bits. Um in solidarity I'm also abstaining from bits. It's really so hard for a comedian. It really is to not do bits. So many bits. Um what's the deal? <laughs>
0: uh Seinfeld's coming up a lot. He really is
1: <laughs> That sucks. It's great. Um, Four, Brian. I have four pints of Ernest in my freezer right wow. now. Wow,
0: <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I've had the Ferrero Rocher. I think mm-hmm. it's great.
1: Okay, I well, I haven't had it, so that can't be our bit. And also, I think we should save it, but...
0: No, no, I'm not saying we should open it up right now. <laughs> I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. It's okay. <laughs> you got to save that one for Georgia. Okay. So, I have a pint at home right now of the toasted coconut mm. that I always really like. Yeah. I'm so happy when they bring that back out. Okay. I also, when I was there to buy that pint, I tried the Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. don't like it yeah the gelatinous gumminess of it
1: i think it's a miss
0: yeah a, it's ra- a rare, rare yes a rare, rare miss because they pretty much don't yeah yeah
1: okay so let's let's put up all the pins and all the things we've just said but in a word yes
0: okay great yes yes a thousand times yes the
1: importance of eating earnest
0: do you like it I love it. We could. Wordplay. Wordplay. Exactly. Uh, literary illusion.
1: Yes. yes. I think we could have those as many episodes
0: or part of. Maybe segment. it could be. We could we could even do it as like a five minute ending segment on episodes. Sometimes yeah.
1: I think it could be better than this, which is us just, I think.
0: Show Devolved
1: into, yeah, they're part of our content strategy meeting now.
0: Okay. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome in, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, I appreciate you blocking the time in your calendars. Uh, you know, I think we're ready to wrap up. And uh, looks like I can give you back the gift of some extra time. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Let's circle back. End of day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. If you don't already, please follow the show on Instagram, Battle Royale with Cheese, and tell a friend. We would love it if you tell a friend. If you like the show, the best way to help us out, truly, follow us, share our content, and tell your friends. It's the original algorithm. It's the analog algorithm, some would say. Mm-hmm. And it means the world to us. We love hearing from you. If you're in the restaurant industry, if you are, Joseph, from, did I say that right? That yes, time? you did it. Thank you. From uh, Published, we love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're just in the industry, we love you. We love hearing from people in the industry around town. Uh, and we would love to know if you've been to Highs, what do you think of the cheese toast? Does it remind you of being a kid after school? Do you think it's great? Do you think it's mid? Do you think the seizure salad is better if it's served at a distance? Let us know. <laughs> and other things. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Post knee mm-hmm. surgery. I'll have a whole new knee by then. hmm That'll be Bionic Brian. Bionic Brian. That's what they'll call me. Uh, and
1: finally some relief from big steak guy.
0: I'm tired of being called that. <laughs> god. Guy eats steak one time. Guy has one preference for steak and it's my whole identity now. Mm-hmm. Oh god. I'm gonna I don't know what else could I do to lean into the steak guy persona. What else feels Meat dressed,
1: like dress Like Lady Gaga and uh oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think steak dress. Okay. Steak tux. Steak tux is i think the next move i
0: think that's cool or maybe would it be very like met gala of me if i wore a steak skirt
1: (sighs) wordplay again
0: oh my god i didn't even realize what i was doing there (laughs) all right let's leave it there i think uh i was like i feel like i just drained a no look three-pointer or something (laughs) like that (laughs) okay uh happy halloween freaks happy halloween freaks love you guys uh we'll talk to you next time When in doubt, you just check the plugs When in doubt, check the plugs When in doubt, you gotta check the plugs
1: Check them Check those plugs It's um Again, you know, a lifestyle choice